someone reminded me I once said, greed is good. Now it seems it's legal. No matter how much money you make, Mr. Gecko, you'll never be rich. Why don't you start calling me Gordon? Hello, you are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Got Super Remix. This is episode 309. I'm Marquis Mike. One away from 310. Yeah. And that's a significant number to somebody. Yeah. Not really us. Nope. And then the episode of that, 311, 311. like the band. Oh. What was that song they did? Come Original. That one? Yeah. Ember. Uh, uh, Ember. Amber. Yeah. Amber? Amber is the color of your energy. Yeah, that one. Oh. They were, they were kind of... Well, uh, that was a weird age of music where, like... What, how would you describe that band? I would just call it like, pop rock. Pop rock. But they had this, like, hip-hop element. They had a hip-hop element. And then kind of like a, 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 a reggae, reggae yeah. feel to it. Yeah. Um, that song, uh, Down. Oh, yeah, Down, yeah. That, that came on the other day for me. I was... I was listening to a radio on Amazon Music, I think. I can't remember the... I, I just... I like to, like, hey, I want to listen to this and then uh, see, and, and play that radio, you know, and see what else comes on. And I can't remember what I chose. But it was that kind of, like, early 90s punk rock, alternative rock stuff. And uh, that three 311 came on with Down, and I'm like, it's a good workout song. Good workout song. Yeah, but they're not bad. I just had that three eleven album that all those songs were on. Yeah. It's you know it is upbeat and you got it yeah. is it is. I I I was reading an interview with the guy that was like the founder of Warped Tour, um, and I guess they were like a pretty cool band for Warped Tour. Like uh, they brought a good energy and were like just like good guys. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. I guess Sugar Ray was really cool, too. He seems like a cool guy. Mark yeah. Ma- well, Mark McGrath. Yeah, so I guess Sugar Ray, yeah. and I won't dilly die too long on this, because this is not a music podcast. It's yeah. It's our other show. Could be that. It's 2020. We just yeah. switch it up. switch it up. So Sugar Ray, I guess, was this was an article I wrote on Rolling Stone or something. Sugar Ray was really cool because they were on Warp Tour long before they blew up, and they blew up in the middle of Warp Tour. When their when their song hit the hit the charts and just skyrocketed, uh-huh. but they were so they they kept every tour date because a lot of times when when you know those bands blow up, they're just like, well, we gotta leave Warped, we got this MTV shit to do and that kind of stuff. But I guess like Sugar Ray was like, no, we're gonna fulfill our contract and like do this out. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Have you seen the video? I so, guess Katy Perry did the same thing. Actually. Oh, good for Katy Perry. Yeah, there is. The service, I forget what it's called, but you can pay celebrities to um, send you video messages. I've heard of it. Um, you know, and I think most of them are like, you know, it's like D-level celebrities. But, you know, you pay someone 100 bucks, they'll wish you happy birthday or leave a voicemail. Yeah, you get like Corey Feldman to, yeah. to say happy birthday. Yep. Mark McGrath is on there, and someone paid him to break up with her boyfriend because it was a long-distance relationship, and the video went viral. And it's funny. Oh shit! Just be like, "Hey, man, hopefully I get to meet you under better circumstances." She tells me you're a big fan of me. Uh, it's not you; it's the distance. <laughs> but you know, this happens to everybody. <laughs> and 
Yeah, it's great. It's like two minutes long of just Marvin McGrath breaking up with this guy. I gotta think that the the girl and guy after I gotta think that they had a pretty healthy friendship to be to you yeah. know like they had a maybe they had a romantic relationship but they also had like a really strong friendship right. that because if you just want to ghost a dude if you if you're in different parts yeah or you're going to different colleges you just break up yeah you don't go out of the way to spend two hundred dollars yeah to pay Mark McGrath it's like ah. Eh, Probably she was like, I'm at a new college, I want to date someone else, but let's still be friends, so I'm going to do it in, in a very funny way. Yeah. Or, yeah. And maybe they talked about it, like, jokingly. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, if we ever break up, whoever breaks up should just do this thing. Just have Mark McGrath Have Mark do McGrath. It. We both love that Sugar Ray song. Yeah. Like, Fly. We both love Fly, but Sugar Ray. Well, who like, doesn't love Fly? Like, if he... And, and I got I to gotta think that their relationship is better after... Or is stronger now. Yeah, as close when he gives uh, the speech at her wedding, he will mention this. Yeah, this moment because if it's a, if it, if it was that like if it was a super hardcore romantic relationship, mm-hmm. you could you would never do that to anybody. No, like that would just be too mean. Yeah, but like they obviously had a like a, a better friendship uh. and and probably stronger friends now. The best part of it is though it was like around finals week, and he was like. She tells me you're working on a thesis. Uh, hey, things gotta be looking good good for you if you know you're working on theses. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, silver lining. Yeah, you're getting broken up with, but you're right. You're writing a thesis. Uh, you gotta be a pretty smart dude. <laughs> uh, before we get into what we watch, Mark, I, Mark McGrath just broke up with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. The guy, Sugar Ray broke up with me. It's like, Leonard or Robinson? <laughs> McGrath. <laughs> uh, before we get into what we're watching, it's 2020. Calendar turn. We did this last year. So, I just want to quickly run by. Here are some anticip- or uh, sequels coming out in 2020. And I just want to gauge. I'm using you to gauge the, the um, I don't know, the anticipation of, of these movies. So, you know, I'm just going to throw them out there. You Can I me- preemptive strike one real sure. quick? Top Gun re, uh, 2. It's on my list, Maverick. Yeah. Five thumbs way up, baby. Top Gun Maverick this summer. Mike is stoked for I'm it. in. I'm in for that, too. It's going to be so it, awesome. Yeah. It's going to be good. That trailer they released a few months ago, it, it yeah, it, it, it did more to get me excited for yeah, it. I would have seen it regardless, but seeing the trailer, I was like, this looks good. There was a new one uh, oh. before Star Wars. Okay, I've not so, seen the Yeah, there's one. a second trailer out. It's good. It's going to be so good. Alright, so, okay, we'll just strike that one off. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go some of these other ones. So yeah. these are all, because um, I, I saw a list that was like rumored sequels. Uh, these ones are, they have dates attached to them. So okay. these are coming out. These, okay. are, these are movies um, for sure coming out. A Quiet Place 2, or A Quiet Place, colon, part 2. All in. This March. 100%. Yeah, they also released a trailer. I don't know if you saw the trailer. I did see the trailer. The trailer got me. It, yep. it starts off, I was like, yep, I'm into this. They... I was in on the teaser mm-hmm. when they just show uh, Emily Blunt and the kids walking, but yeah, the full trailer looks awesome. Uh, Great cast too. Got Jillian Murphy or Gillian, yeah, Gillian yep. or Jill, uh, Murphy, Gillian, 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 Killian, 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 Killian Murphy, Cillian, Cillian. It is Cillian. Yeah, it Cillian Murphy. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked that guy. Yeah. Uh, Bad Boys for Life. 
Bad Boys 3 for life. So, we did Bad Boys 2. We did Bad Boys 2, yeah. I... That comes out Friday. Oh, yeah, it's coming out very soon. Yeah, um... I'm going to say I'm in on that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Bad Boys, so we, re- we rewatched it. And rewatching, I go, oh, it's not as good as I remembered it. I mean, obviously it's not, uh, you know, Citizen Kane. I don't like <laughs> Citizen Kane that much. Citizen <laughs> Kane's not very good. It, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not a great movie, but I remember it being more fun and watching it. I was like, holy shit, this is long. Yeah. And kind, of, kind of stupid. But it was still Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and those guys are very fun to watch on TV, and a lot of, you know, very exciting set pieces. I'm sure this will be more of the same. I enjoy watching Will Smith on, on movies, especially when he's this type of Will Smith. Gemini Man, I was like, I don't know if I want to hang with this Will Smith, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Bad Boys for Life, yeah. I mean, I go up to theaters. I get that movie passed, though. You got unlimited. But this seems, like a, this seems like a good rental. Yeah. If I had to pay for it. If, if sure. I had to buy the ticket, I don't know if this is one I'm rushing out to see. Legally bon- Blonde 3. I... No colon, but this is the follow-up to Red, White, and Blonde. I'm, I'm against this. Mm. That being said, I've been campaigning to do Legally Blonde 2 on this show since the beginning. We can do it. <laughs> when it fits in. Um, you gotta find a theme. I th- I will say I'm, I'm, I'm a no-go on this, yeah. but I reserve the right to change my mind if we review if we go ahead to review Legally Blonde 2 sometime in the future and I decide I like Legally Blonde 2 17 years later that's a long time long to follow, time. follow back up with long uh, time. but Reese is kind of having a resurgence oh yeah no so. I definitely don't mind Reese Witherspoon doing movies now that she's doing Big Little Lies like back in the thing and I don't mind her doing like comedies which you know she did a lot of Girl, I, just, I don't know if I want to follow that character 17 years later because you know, the whole point of the character is that she's dumb like well, 17 years later, she should be smart now. Who knows what the movie's about, though? Maybe she's a politician. That'd be great. She's running for Senate or something. She's a judge. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know lawyers. Yeah. Um, yeah, a long time. Appointed but, to the Supreme Court. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, we did Top Gun Maverick. Ghostbusters colon afterlife. Man. They just... They just tried to, to do Ghostbusters again. Yeah. Now, this is supposed to be a sequel to Ghostbusters 2. Same world. Is this the one that's got Jack Black? No. Uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, Paul Rudd? Yeah. Oh, man. I watched the trailer. This movie did not look good. It it, essentially, it looked like Stranger Things, but with Ghostbusters. Yeah, it didn't look uh, funny at all. I mean, I, Paul Rudd's in it. I'm sure he's going to have jokes, but... I, movie's about kids. I don't care. At this time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... No, no go yeah. for me. It also stars Finn Wolfhard, so that's probably why I was like, oh, this is just... Stra-. Anytime he's in a movie, I was like, oh, this is just Stranger Things. But <laughs> he could have been in the movie with uh, uh, Steve Carell about being addicted to meth. I'd be like, this is just meth, Stranger Things. <laughs> He'll never be able to escape it. That new horror movie he's in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the the nanny one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is just Downtown Abbey, Stranger Things. <laughs> I've seen this before. All right, uh, Bill and Ted face the music. I don't know where I stand on. Now we had just done Bill and Ted too yeah, within the last journey. couple months, yeah. Uh, but Keanu, I just love Keanu. I, I'm for it. I'm for it. 
I want to see what I just want to see what they do with it. I just want to know. Yeah. Rewatching it, I don't. I kind of watched it. I was like, I don't love Bill and Ted. After rewatching one and two recently, but yeah, this is more just. But because two was so, this movie is so wacky. This franchise is so wacky. I'm with you. I, I kind of just want to see what the third yeah. one's about. What 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 are they gonna do with it? Yeah, and you know, Keanu Reeves has built up a lot of um, good equity yeah. amongst uh, audience members, me included. So, uh, okay, so now we're kind of getting through the summer. Uh, let's see, we got some we got we got some horror movie remakes. I don't think you've seen any of these. Uh, the Conjuring Three: The Devil Made Me Do It. Not in on anything Conjuring. Don't know. Yeah. I I actually really enjoy I, I I really like the two Conjuring movies. I have not seen any of the Annabelles or the Nuns or any of the is, spinoffs. Is the Conjuring with um, uh, Patrick Patrick Wilson Patrick and Wilson. Uh, Vera Farmiga? I've been wanting to watch the Conjuring. Those movies are really good. And, so and, and what's the other one? Heredity is another one. Yeah, that I want to watch. I just haven't got to do it yet. Yeah, do you a nice little double fe- oh, you know nice little double feature of Hereditary and Midsummer, same director. Oh, have you feeling great, you know, on a Saturday? <laughs> so I'm in on the Conjuring 3. I've enjoyed both Conjuring movies. I'm glad they're coming back to just Conjuring. Uh, I haven't seen The Nun or any of those things. Uh, and then we get uh, Halloween Kills this October, the sequel to Halloween, which uh, was the sequel to Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis is back. I have not seen the recent Halloween the new ho- yet. Yeah. I will, mm-hmm. and I'm... And from what I, from what you told me, and from what I've heard, it's a decent film. I, I enjoy that one too. So it's fun. It's a good fun slasher. Yeah, I love the original Halloween. Yeah, uh, I thought Halloween two was fine. Mm-hmm. And Halloween season of the witch, although now it technically doesn't exist in canon. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's been this, especially season of the witch for whatever reason. I think because Halloween came out, the new one, the 2018. Uh, Maybe some revisionist history, and people are like, no, Season of the Witch is good. Like, people really like it now, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down with uh, another Halloween. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And then we get uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Finally. The movie that started this show. This show. That being said, we didn't watch Godzilla King of Monsters. We did not. Unless you watched it in your free time. I did I, not. I have not seen it. I have not seen either of But I feel like we have Godzilla's. to do Kong vs. Godzilla. I think we might need to do... Just because we did Skull Island. I think we might need to do the Godzilla yeah. thing. We, so we got to do uh, the Cranston one. Yeah. And then we have to do the Stranger Things one. Can, yeah. <laughs> Stranger so, Things Godzilla. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then, I, I think we have to, knowing that there's the Versus coming out, which we got to do. Yeah. Got to do that. So, all, all, it seems like a pretty good slate of sequels uh, coming into 2020. It seems like an interesting slate of sequels. Yeah, there are some I skipped over. Uh, we get we get another Minions movie coming out in July. That's great. Uh, Minions are awesome. Chicken Run 2. Is Mel Gibson back? I hope for that. <laughs> remember Chicken Run? Yeah, I do yeah. remember Chicken like 20 Run. 20 years ago? They're making a sequel. Uh, let's see. We get another Fast and the Furious. We get another Wonder Woman. Those are just inevitable. You, you get yeah. comic book sequels. The Birds of Prey. The Harley Quinn. Of course, those are coming. But uh, these ones all, uh, the ones I kind of ran through, they're also sequels, you know, outside of like uh, Quiet Place or The Halloween, which just came out, or Kong. You know, Legally Bond, 17 years later. You get Bill and Ted. 
30 years yeah. later? And then Top Gun, 35 years later? Whatever that is? Whatever weird math to, to get that? Yeah, that's yeah. some... Yeah, that, that's some time... Time lapse yeah. shit going on here. Should be should be a good decade. Should be good, man. And Top Gun Maverick's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. We'll do that one. We'll. Uh... I, I'm saying right now, Mark. Mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick gets a 92 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, at least. Yeah. At least. I, I was like, you know, critics love Tom Cruise. All his Mission Impossible movies. Those are like 90. Those are all 90 percent movies, except for two. Well, uh, I, these most recent, the, beginning oh, with yeah, uh, Rogue. Uh, the, since the J.J. Abrams here. Yeah. So, really start with M- MI3. I don't think yeah. Abrams did MI3, but MI3 was excellent. So, you started with, that's but, uh, Hoffman, right? Yeah. Phil Seymour Hoffman's yeah. the bad guy. That one, I do enjoy that one. I don't even remember two. Actually, that might have been when they brought in Abrams. But three was kind of like, okay, yeah. we can still do something with this. That's the John Woo does two. John Woo does two, yeah. Yeah. That's how I remember. John Woo does too. Woo does too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so you throw in three. Uh, but yeah, starting with three. I mean, people love those Mission Impossible movies, so, you know. They're so damn good. Really, Tom, Tom Cruise does no wrong except for whatever he's doing with his church and Jack Reacher. That's all you can criticize yeah. the man about. And I mean, I can't fault the guy for Scientology. That's just whatever. I didn't like, see the documentary. I don't know uh, how evil or corrupt that thing goes. Scientology's not my thing. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Jack Reacher, a lot of people like that first one. I, you know, and I, was, I was really bored with it's it. It's not good, but I enjoy it. I, like, I, I had fun watching yeah. it. So the first one I thought was really boring, but and you know that very well could have been that day. My mindset was not ready oh. for it. Well, it's, it's a lawyer movie. It's, it's, it's his return to like A Few Good Men. Or The Rainmaker. Or oh, that, that was... That That's was uh, yeah, it's meant the to firm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're looking forward to those. We've been watching a lot of trailers, getting ready for 2020, but what movies have you been watching? Or television shows? Um, Radio yeah, programs, so I got a couple movies in um, on, on Noir Alley two mm. Saturdays ago on TCM. I watched The Big Sleep. Yep. Uh, it's, that's just a classic noir. Um, it's funny because I've probably seen that movie 20 times. Yeah. And I watched it again. That's one of the big noir movies. Yeah, it is one of the big ones. Um, and a lot of people just think it's like the best, but it's really like not really even that good. But I'm a Bogart fan. Mm-hmm. Love Bacall. I really enjoy that movie, yeah. but it's kind of cheesy. Got to the theater. I got to. I went out and I saw 1917. Okay. That's... Uh, Fantastic movie. A lot of talk about this. Yeah. Fantastic movie. That's a big screen watch for mm. sure. If yeah. You get, if you haven't got to, get to it. TV wise, so that was that's what I did movie wise. Um, I finished The Watchmen. Okay. Or uh, not The Watchmen. I finished Watchmen. Just Watchmen. Drop the HBO. Yeah. I can't. I'm gonna regurgitate it again. That show is unbelievable. I don't know what kind of critical hype it got. I think positive. I think it's people really enjoy that show. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and HBO does something with that that they kind of they get away from the HBO formula of um, 
And I think actually they've been kind of doing this more lately. Um, I don't feel like this show had a tits and ass quota. Oh. Like a lot of their shows have a tits and ass quota. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you got to show so many boobs and so many butts. It's what you so many sex scenes on show, an yeah. HBO show. And, and, so, and I'm finding it refreshing that they're maybe getting away from that a bit. Which, is, um, you know, is, I mean, yeah. You know, you don't need, I, 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 sometimes it can be gratuitous when you're watching it on HBO. Um, yeah, I mean, just I, I th- from the source material, especially if you consider the movie and how, like, you know, kind of horny of a movie that was. It was. Yeah. But the the graphic novel. Not, right? No, the graphic novel has. Oh, uh, more. I don't know about more, but, like, the movie yeah. and the graphic novel are about on yeah. par with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Doc. You know, Mr. Manhattan's got his big blue dick is yeah. on like every page of the graphic novel, right? Everywhere you can't, like, you can't avoid it. But yeah, there's there's a fair amount of sex in the graphic novel that they put in a movie. Um, but like like you got your you know your Game of Thrones yeah was extremely like there was so much sex in that show yeah and yeah there's sex in the books but. Like not like you that. would have seen where like Littlefinger was doing just exposition, just talking, while sex was happening. Yeah, and I was like, can't you just have expl- have him explain? Yeah, yeah, his exactly. master plan about you know fear being a ladder or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> Without yeah, two ladies going at it. So uh, Watchmen, check it out. Okay. It's so good. Um, we started and are. Getting close to done with... I'm not sure how many episodes are in it. We were watching You, Season 2, on Netflix. I don't know You. Uh, the show You on Netflix uh-huh. is this... Season 1, I loved it. It was okay. great. So it's like this... There's a lot of narration. The main character narrates a lot of voiceover. But he's like this crazy guy that he's fallen in love with these women. He's murdering people. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of uh, like a Lifetime I think, was it like yeah, a joint production looked, with Lifetime? I think we looked it up in the original season was a Lifetime show. Yeah. Transferred to Netflix. Uh-huh. And, um, and Netflix stamped their Netflix original. Yep. The new season, I don't know what that is. It doesn't have as many of those this was where a commercial, commercial yeah. thing. Um, and it has the Netflix original stamp. But it's 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 great. It's kind of a guilty pleasure show. Uh-huh. It's really kind of goofy and cheesy, but it's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been really happy with you season two. It's it's a fun. It's just a fun watch. Mm. Um, it's kind of a different take on like a sociopath psycho show. Yeah. Um, kind of has a Dexter feel to it. If you ever watched Dexter, mm-hmm. kind of has a. Kind of I think I, I think I watched the commercial or you like it had a, you know definitely it was autoplay. Yeah. Kind of got that. Yeah, it's it's fun. And then last night I watched se- uh, episode one of season two of Castle Rock. Okay. So and, and that's been out for a while. Yes. In October. I forgot about it. Yeah. And Me too. Yeah. So I watched um, episode one. Uh-huh. Episode one was awesome. Yeah. I made it to three and then fell off. I I have never seen anyone get killed by an ice cream scoop before. Yeah. And. I really liked that. What I think uh, Lizzie Kaplan's great in it too. I really like her. Yeah. Um, it, no, I don't think it was the fault of the show. I think it, it's that who you know, just kind of going week to week, and then we got into holidays, and then you miss Thanksgiving and come back, and yeah, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, I just forgot it existed, and then mm-hmm. I was kind of 
mess around. Just had some time. Like, eh. Because we've been watching you, but Jane wasn't home. And I was like, well, I don't want to watch her that or It's like, what do we got on? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just see how it goes. And Throwing Castle Rock. I really enjoyed the first episode. So yeah. I'm going to keep it, keep going. Keep trickling, trickling this episode here or there or that. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I got. What have you been watching? Uh, a lot less. Uh, working my way through the office. That, that's kind still, of that. still grinding. Yep. Still grinding. I think we're almost on season five. I think Michael, you... Michael Scott's just about to... Spoilers for The Office, if you haven't seen. We're right up to where Michael Scott's about to quit. You so. Have you checked out Office Ladies, the podcast? No. It's I know they fun. have Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela... Angela Kinsey. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun. I've okay. listened to a few episodes. They, they start... what they, what's, the, what's the? They just buy these stories. They go episode by episode. They go on episode by oh, episode. That's yep. They started at the pilot, yeah. and then they kind of, they just kind of talk like a lot of cool little insights on um, filming the show and and talk about like they list little stories from hey when we filmed this episode this happened and mm. uh, really it, it's just kind of fun and they're likable people yeah and. Um, yeah, and I, I recently read the Rain Wilson autobiography, uh-huh. um, The Bassoon King, and he's got a couple chapters on The Office, and it's really, like, and really that's why I read it, because I'm an Office fan, and, yeah. and and I knew there'd be some Office tidbits in there, and, and actually the autobiography's really good, it's interesting, but but yeah, so the last episode of podcast I listened to, like, he called in, talk about, like, a scene he oh. shot for like episode three or something. It's pretty cool. So yeah, just a little side side note. Sorry to dis- distract from what you've been watching. Oh yeah, but. no problem. Uh, yeah, so watching The Office. Did did catch two movies. Um, watched a uh, two thousand five movie, no bomb back film, Squid and the Whale. Never seen it. God, that's that's a good that's a good movie. movie. It's so good, it's really good. Jesse Eisenberg's good. And that's in your wheelhouse. That's like an hour ten. Oh, that, that's why I picked it. <laughs> uh, it was before. It was before the Ravens Tennessee game, and I was like, I can miss the first quarter. It's fine. Let's watch a movie. And but I was kind of going through. I was like, what movies I want to watch? And there were a couple I wanted to watch. But they were. It's like two fifteen, two thirty. And then I come across this. It was like an hour, 15 minutes. And I was like, perfect. Threw it on. It's good. That it, that has one of my favorite lines in a movie of all time. It's when uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character gets caught plagiarizing oh, the yeah. Pink Floyd song. And, and he says something to the around like, but I could uh, I could have written. Oh, yeah, I could have. Yeah. The, the fact that. I didn't, or the fact that it was already written is just a formality. Yeah. He said therapy. Yeah. The fact that it was already written is just a formality. I could have, I could have written it. Yeah. He, he's great. It just played in that. I mean, I think it's kind of what he brings to the table, but it's also, you just kind of knew that kid who just thought he was smarter than everyone yeah. else. But it's like, you're full of shit. And he's just being his dad. Yeah. Like Jeff Daniels is, is the same, like his character, he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. Like his yeah. But he's just, he, he, he found himself such an intellectual, but like, didn't actually read any of the books or, yeah, yeah, you know, just ripping off Pink Floyd because it was, you know, the 80s. Though, I was like, because they started playing it, and, uh, you know, they played it for the parents. I go, I, I, I was like, ah, you know, I said, said something. I was like, ah, oh, Pink Floyd, right? Yeah, I was just told my wife, that's a Pink Floyd song. And she's like, oh, I don't know that Pink Floyd song. I was like, yeah, well, you're pretty sure it's Pink Floyd. Uh, and then, and then it, it gets to the thing with, and I, you don't realize that he's going to pass it off as his own until he gets to the talent show and he's like, a song I uh, wrote. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, this is it. But I was like, how come no one knew? 
Oh, you kind scattered. of find out that there was a scattered of people who knew. Yeah, yeah, a few people. Kind the uh, Baldwin knew, and yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Squid in the Well, no bomb back. I enjoyed this and Marriage Story. So I'm sure there's others I've already seen that uh, he 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 does well. He has some. He, he, I have enjoyed most of the films I've seen that he's yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, okay, and then I made up to the theaters as well. I watched Uncut Gems. Oh. Uh, this movie's bananas. What? I enjoyed it. It's so. It the entire movie is incredibly stressful and chaotic yeah. and loud. It's just everyone talking over each other. Uh, I'm just I'm invested in uh, this guy's life and the week he's having. Uh, mm-hmm. Very into it. You know they, they they announced the Oscars and you know over the years I've kind of, you know, softened on like I've been like ah I've kind of grown into like they really get this wrong a lot. The fact that Adam Sandler is not nominated, travesty. It was so good. It was so good. One of my favorite performances of the year is Adam Sandler in this role. Yeah. There's as, a, as Howie. That, the movie has such a sense of urgency. Yes. And, and after you're done, like the, I just sat for a second. I'm like, yeah. that was fucking chaos. But I loved the, every second of it. The synthesizer score over the whole topic. It was, your heartbeat's just going the entire yeah. time. and. Yeah, it's, yeah, they, uh, it's the Safdie brothers. I, I kind of want to watch their other movie. I think it's on Hulu or uh, Amazon Prime. Good Times with uh, Ryan, um, Robert Pattinson. I kind of want to watch it. Okay. Just uh, I, I hear this like their style. They're, they're very atmospheric and can just create tension oh, just cool. by their style. So yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Too. I want to check that one, but Uncut Gems, check it out. It's it's very good. Um, yeah, you know, e- even if you're a big Celtics head and you're like, I know what happens, you kind of question if you know what happens or not. <laughs> But isn't that cool how they incorporated that into the script? Yeah, you know, I heard an interview uh, with the Safdie brothers, and originally it, w- it was set in modern. It was going to be set in modern times, uh, or today. You know, it was only 2010 when this takes place, or 2012, whatever. Um, it was going to be Joel Embiid, and I guess they were going to center it around. And so, th- but they wanted it to be accurate. They wanted it to be a real game, and they had found like a game where you know, he had gone off and scored like fifty points, uh, and then he couldn't do it because he went into the right season. And then Kobe, his team had reached out, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to do Kobe's eighty-six points in the guard uh, in Madison Square Garden." And then he dropped out, and then it was like KG was interested. So then they had they had to go find, and then it just like, worked out. That was like, why would KG be in New York when he has an incredible game? Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting how how these guys kind of engineered it based on what basketball player they got. I mean, well, and then of course it had to be Sandler because his shop was in Philly, though, right? His shop was in New York, but oh, was in New York. Boston was oh, playing, they were playing Philly. in Philly. That's right. So he had a reason to. I was thinking they were playing. Yeah, I knew it was like because you can get from New York to Philly really quick. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, very good movie. Playing in Philly, once in New York. Yeah, anytime he was in Philly, yeah, he was driving up to go to yeah. his jewelry store. Yeah. Um. So yeah, check check out Uncut Jet. That's that's all I watched, but. Uh, yeah, really, really, really enjoyed Uncut Gems. Uh, we watched, you know, speaking of New York, Diamond District, Bet's Greed, we watched uh, a 2010 sequel to, hold on, I, I never have my notes ready when I start talking. I figure I just talk and my words will make enough <laughs> sounds to where I can pull up my notes and find the years I'm looking for. We watched the 1987 sequel, Wall Street. We watched Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps. Uh, Wall Street is a movie directed by Oliver Stone. 
Stone, sorry, Michael Douglas, uh, Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen, Daryl Hannah. It is the story of a, uh, what is, he's a stockbroker, a young stockbroker who becomes involved with Gordon Gecko, a wealthy corporate raider. Um, hijinks ensue. Was this your first time watching Wall Street? No. I had seen Wall Street yeah. before. This, I, I'm going to say this was my first time watching Wall Street. I think I had seen Wall Street, I think growing up Wall Street had been on television. Hmm. There were things I knew about Wall Street, but I don't think I ever sat down beginning to end watch Wall Street. I, I met a guy in college that was just into <laughs> that movie. Sounds like a really cool guy. It was like, he was a cool guy. Well, okay. But it was, he was a cool guy. But it was just, I always just found it so interesting. Like, you know, people are into Star Wars. Yeah. Or, or when I started college, people were really into the Matrix or, you know, stuff like that. This guy was into a 1987 fucking white collar crime movie. Oh, and when you were in college, there was no Wall Street too, so he just right. loved the single. He just was into Wall Street. Yeah, and I, I watched it with him. I'm like, man, I kind of get why you're into it. It's, it's cool. It's because to me, I picture the guy who's really into Wall Street is Shia LaBeouf from Wall Street too. I go, this guy's a tough hang. I can't hang with this guy. I cannot hang with a guy who is watching the Nasdaq and listening to N- uh, MSNBC, the stock market shows. I-, I can't hang with this. This guy was very not that stuff okay. at all. That's why I was like, this is cool that you're really into this. Yeah. Like he was on the football team. He was a sports guy. Like, but he just was. He loved Wall Just Street. Love, he, he loved Gordon Gecko. Did he love... Oh, see, I was going to add... Because, you know, it's kind of like the guy who's, like, super into Fight Club. And you go, I think we watched two different versions of Fight Club. I don't think you're supposed to admire the guys from Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy's like, oh, it's, they're so cool. And I was like, eh, I think the message is that they're not. It's, you watch Gordon Gecko, it's like, no, it's the fall of Gordon Gecko. You're not right, supposed to right. admire this man. He's a criminal. <laughs> he eventually gets his comeuppance at the end. But up until that, man, what a life. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get it with Gordon Gecko. Uh, so I watched Wall Street. This is my first time watching it, and I don't, I don't know why. Yeah, it's an '80s movie. It's about finance. It, it's, it's, it's about Wall. It's about stuff. It's, it's about a world I really don't understand. Even the movie, the plot of the movie, like I, I kind of don't get why insider trading is illegal. Like I get, like okay, you can't have insider knowledge. But there's parts I was like, wait, what's he doing? That's illegal. Uh. Actually, I do appreciate Wall Street for, like, um, for kind of making it more legal. Like, you kind of get that, what he's doing. Sometimes I'll watch, like, Boiler Room, I'm just like, I don't get what they're doing here. Yeah, I I, I think that's what I do find in, mostly entertaining to me about uh, Wall, watching Wall Street is that I have no fucking clue. Yeah. And so, the way things are moving, it doesn't matter to me, like, why yeah. it's illegal, who's doing what. How you're driving a, the price up and then yeah. and then just so, I don't get it. I don't fucking understand like yeah. how funds and stuff work, and that, that's why I, I think I enjoy yeah. Wall Street because I'm like I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's just fast talking Charlie Sheen. Let's go. Yeah. Well, and so that's why. So watching this, I actually I, I don't know. I had this preconceived notion of the type of movie it was going to be, uh, but it's actually a very enjoyable. It's a it's a yeah. You have fast talking Charlie Sheen. It's kind of a fun movie that way, and. Uh, Michael Douglas as Gordon Gecko is you get it. it's like oh this guy's charming this guy's really yeah. good this guy talks and I'm into it every point I was like yeah he's not like you, you he's the bad guy of the movie but you also get like I see why people do things yeah. for him I see why he gets his way yeah he's very 
he's a he's a likable character. Uh, so, do you like Wall Street? I did. Li- I do like Wall Street. Yeah. I do like Wall Street. Uh, I like Charlie Sheen uh, in it. Uh, Martin Sheen is good in a small part, but really good. Yeah. And yeah, Michael Douglas just fucking knocks it out of the yeah. park. Uh, he uh, I believe he wins. Yeah, won, um, won Academy Award. Wins the, wins the Academy Award for this. Uh, critics generally like this movie. It's seventy nine percent on Rotten Tomato. They say with Wall Street, Oliver Stone delivers a blunt but effective and thoroughly well acted. Uh, Jeremade? Jer- Jeremiah? I don't know this word. I don't know that word either. Against its eras, uh, against an era of greed as means to its own end. Hmm. Yeah. So there you go. Wall Street. Uh, 1987. We flash forward to 23 years later, 2010. Wall Street. Money never sleeps. This time, Gordon Gecko's released from prison, and Shia LaBeouf. What does he do in this movie? He is a is he, is he he's not a stock. I don't like think Charlie he's Sheen. like a trader like Sheen was yeah. or a salesman. I, I he's an. I think however he got where he is is because he knows somebody. He yeah. knows that Lou guy. He, he's an investment guy. Like I, I but it seems he, like he works for companies. He, yeah, like maybe he's more of an analyst. Yeah, okay. he's like he he's searching out. Those opportunities. So Shia LaBeouf plays a um, money analyst, perhaps. Yeah. Whatever his job is, uh, he seems to have his eye on uh, stocks and companies that are doing well, and he happens to be uh, engaged to Gordon Gecko's estranged daughter, Winnie, uh, played by Carrie Mulligan. And this is the story about uh, Gordon Gecko released from prison, 2010. Uh, his reputation soiled. Uh, him trying to get back on top and make up uh, with his estranged family. Was this your first time watching Wall Street? Money never sleeps. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, we'll just start. What the, the good of Wall Street? Money never sleeps. Um, the good we got Gordon Gecko back. No. that's good. I think LaBeouf is okay. And it doesn't drive me nuts. Um, Josh Brolin's good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Carrie Mulligan is fine. I th- this came out. I think she was like up and coming. This was her first feature film. Okay. Um, yeah. She she had some stuff. I think she was a big name for a bit, but I don't know where she is now. She yeah, I looked it up. I looked her up too. I, I was like, "Oh, what's she up to now?" I think television. Yeah, I felt like she was like kind of like slated as the next female actress. I think she got. Uh, this is a this is a, a ringer ter- uh, market corrected by. Uh, I think Michelle Williams. It's like, oh, that these are the roles she probably would have been doing, and then it's oh, got okay. Michelle Williams. She's doing. Oh, she's doing yeah, these roles. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, she seems to have a nice little... She's probably like on a uh, doctor show or something on ABC. Yeah. 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 Parenthood or something. Yeah. Remember yeah. That? Uh, that's about all I can come up with with what it does better. Can you come up with anything? Well, we're not in what it does better. It's just the good. Oh, just what it does just good? Just what it does good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm out of that, though. <laughs> out of that stuff, uh, I, I do think the acting's... Uh, and another name throw in there of just like Josh Brolin's really good. Frank uh, Langella is... Good yeah. in his beginning parts. Um, I'm very confused, but sort of into what's happening with the money. Yeah, it, it's weird because it's in the movie. Winnie is she has a uh, a trust that is a hundred million dollars, and it's such a ridiculous. It's a movie about 
this hundred millions of dollars being taken and lost and moved, and the movie feels like it has no stakes. I know we're in the good, but so I wasn't invested in this because I was like, well, she doesn't care. It really isn't costing Shia LaBeouf anything because it wasn't his money. Michael Douglas is the same as he was from the first movie. So there were no stakes, but I was still interested about it trading hands, even though I didn't understand anything about the money moving and right. and the companies. Uh, yeah, so um, so for that, I'll say, yeah, I was kind of into the story, even though I didn't get the story. Um, I think motorcycle riding is cool. <laughs> Much like those guys. I, I'll tell you that, what, Mark. That looks cool. At the beginning of this movie, <laughs> there is this... There's the strange thing with Shia LaBeouf's character uh-huh. and Josh Brolin's character, and there's this, this weird old motorcycle picture, and the Shia asks, like, do you ride? And then Brolin says... Is this where he goes to the, his house to meet him? Yeah. Yeah. And then Brolin's like something... A couple Brolin banter. asks Shia. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, the, yeah, Shia meant asked about a picture, and then yeah. Brolin asks, do you ride? Mm-hmm. And then Shia LaBeouf says something to the fact you could ride for the rest of your life and you will never, never ride like I ride. Yeah, that's pretty much what he says. I, and I, it was such an awkward line to say to someone. He, it actually starts even more awkward, which is, let me put it this way. You could ride for the rest of your life. And, or you can ride every day for the rest of your life and you would not be as good as me. Yeah, and it was, and it was so weird for mo- many ways. For one, up until this point, we have had... Did they even show Shia riding his motorcycle yet? He goes... Dropping his girlfriend off at work or whatever? I believe he... Yeah. I think he drops her off, and I think he goes to... He... he goes to... He goes to, like, the dealership and says, Hey, let me borrow, like, borrow it for the weekend. Yeah. But up until that point, I thought he wanted to borrow it, you know, to impress. We did not get the... Uh, I didn't get the feeling that he was, like, an expert rider. Right. And then when they're in the woods, it turns out, oh, he is. Yeah, so... Not that it mattered. So, until this point, we have really no idea about uh, his background in motorcycle riding. Yeah. And and then, like, how combative he delivers the line. Yes. It seems like a weird thing to say. be as good a rider as I am. Yeah. With this attitude, when their conversation was pretty cordial up to that point. Yeah. And all Josh Brolin did was ask if he rode. Now, no. Do I ride? Let me tell you. If you ever, if you rode your whole life, you would never ride like I ride. In Shia's defense, he believes that Josh Brolin's character had is the villain of the film. Sure, he believes that. But yeah, you're right. It was. He's being offered a job at this point in the movie, (laughs) and it does seem very combative. Though I think it's something maybe you should apply to your life. Like, when people come over and they look around and they say, oh, hey, there's a guitar in the corner. Do you play guitar? Go ahead and just say that line. Just, <laughs> or if you go over to someone's house and you see they have a guitar and then you ask them if they play. Or you're like, hey, you come on their guitar. They'll ask you, do you play? Just, let me put it this way. You can play every day for the rest of your life and you will never be as good as me. You will never play like I play. You play like I play. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing about motorcycle riding as well. You know, the the, the the how competitive it is. Leisure motorcycle riding. <laughs> this wasn't Point Break. <laughs> oh God. Uh, what does this do better? 
This movie does, in my opinion, absolutely nothing better, and and unless you are are unless you can count being totally fucking confusing as better it's like, and cheesy. It's, yeah. Uh, it is. It's confusing. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Michael Douglas is giving a better performance, but he's still giving a good performance. I I, I enjoy that. Oliver Stone's doing... He's making some choices. And I guess we're kind of going into the bad. Oliver Stone's... He's making some choices. Dude. Some what is he doing? fucking shit is going on in this movie. Yeah. He's doing some stuff with it. I mean, not just with visually, but the music. And then he's doing these weird cuts. At one point, the ghost of Frank Langella just appears in a mirror. There's that... There's a there's a uh, transition in the movie where they do, like, the Warner Brothers circle yeah. fade to black and then come back out of it. It's... It's weird. It is so... He didn't do any of that in the original. No. I I haven't... Yeah. That stuff was so confusing and distracting. Yes. Like, it, it definitely took away. did he just do this New York cityscape, mm-hmm. like, graph thing? And... What the fuck were those end credits, Mark? With the watches and the clocks. What the and... fuck were those end credits? In the birthday party? Yeah. Just to kind of show us that... What? What? I did. I watched those end credits three different times. Because they're, they're, I, I was so excited to spring this on you. And then it turned out it wasn't what it was. But I swore his friend was Josh Gad. And I was like, <laughs> oh, did you want more Josh Gad in the movie? It's not. It's, it's a guy who looks exactly like Josh Gad. It's his buddy. Uh... But so I watched those end credits like three times. I kept rewinding, <laughs> and then I looked it up on IMDb. I was like, "Is he uncredited in the movie? Why would Josh Gad in two thousand ten go uncredited in this movie?" <laughs> Charlie Sheen went uncredited. I don't know what, why that. You just didn't want people to know. Yeah, I didn't want him to know that it was Sheen. Uh, that was fun. I I didn't I did like that Bud Fox appears in the movie. I did too. I I, I enjoyed that part of that it. That was I, the best part of the movie. Their interaction me. was great too. It was great. It was great. Charlie Sheen kind of seeing that he, he kind of feels seems like there's no hard feelings, but it's because his life's so great. And then he touches Michael Douglas, uh, Gordon Gecko, and then just the look Michael Douglas just looks down at his hand. It's it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I enjoyed that part of it. Um, they they did weird things too, like like Gordon Gecko. All for the sake of the plot and script of this movie, Gordon Gecko is explaining to Shia LaBeouf that no, it wasn't actually Bud Fox. It was Josh Brolin. Oh right, yes, role, yeah, you needed to move who that. Who didn't on. actually exist in the original movie? Yeah, that actually got him tossed in jail. Yeah, or whatever, and because they were buddies from they they were investment buddies from back the day. When, I mean, again, it's movie magic. Josh Brolin would have been 19? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and just this, like, weird, that weird con, contrive, is contrivity a word? Can I, yeah. can I invent the word contrivity? Contrivity. This is weird contrivity of things to make this movie work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, for instance, um, just the whole thing to invent his daughter. Like, yeah. his daughter character is this invented thing, and how are we going to... Oh, well, we got to... Because in Wall Street, we saw his son, Rudy. Yes. And so, the whole first two-thirds of this movie are like, well, what happened to his son, Rudy? And then they finally tell you what happened to Rudy. Yeah. But it was all just this make-believe thing they invented. So, mm-hmm. so Carrie Mulligan's character has, 
you know, she, a point of view. She has a reason to resent yeah. and then a reason to forgive. Yeah, and, and yeah. I just thought it was just so superficial. It was. Though, effectively performed by... I, I, it, it was just thrown in and they have to talk a lot because they have to pretty much build this entire backstory of why she... I mean, it could... It, his, him, him simply going to prison, they probably would have lost all their money. That's enough reason for her to resent. But then they had to throw on this brother storyline um, as well. So it's a lot of talking in this short two minutes of them outside, but acted great by both Michael Douglas and Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. yeah it is perf- a lot of the performances having to explain exactly what was yeah. their The, a- the actors backstory. do well with what they're given. With what they're, yeah. And the char- character building wise, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Even Winnie's character dating Shia LaBeouf's character when she's got some strange adversity to Wall Street and Wall Street guys and he's not hiding a fact that he's an analyst for yeah. Wall Street. Why would you even... He wakes up in the morning and it was just like, it's not about, you know, he kind of makes a comment, she's going to D.C. and he kind of throws out a liberal, you know. Yeah. Liberal joke. She's like, oh, you're just as liberal. And he's like, oh no, it's about the money. Like, and, and so if she Just re- to say that to his girlfriend. Yeah, if she really did have, like yeah. they're talking about this hate she's got for money in Wall Street, if she really did have that hate she wouldn't have given no this way. guy like, Winnie, the fucking time of day. If her father's Gordon Gecko, and so it's twenty three years later. Winnie is twenty five. Yeah, I'm not sure that she would have been. Yeah. But, so he goes to prison. She's a baby. She, it's not like he imprinted on her like, like oh she's dating her father. Like she would have no, like she wouldn't have this like subconscious attraction. I don't think to Shia LaBeouf's character. The way she's the way she's built in this movie, she would be dating like some like hippie guy, like the the furthest thing away from a Shia LaBeouf yeah, or a Gordon Gecko. Uh, yeah, it makes no sense that coincidentally, her father and this guy, you know, would do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things confused about Winnie because then you think, oh, it's like she would resent him because he went to prison. They would have lost all the money, right? I mean, if you go to I don't know how money is protected. I think protected. there's a way to hide your money, okay. which he, with the, he yeah. did with a, a trust for her in a Swiss bank. Yeah. But she's honestly, she's not hurting for money. She says many times it's not about money. So really, the stakes of the movie, I just, I don't care. Like, yeah. She lost money she didn't care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's what we liked about the movie. <laughs> what didn't you like about the movie? Uh, I'll go ahead, because we've been talking. Gordon Gecko does not redeem himself in this movie. No. It all builds to this redemption, but then at the end of the movie, when they're at the closing, the weird closing credits, I was like, what the hell did he do to get back? Really, this movie is about Winnie being the best person in the world, surrounding herself with the mo- with the worst people in the yeah. world. She's the one constantly forgiving. He takes $100 million from her, disappears for like a year, right? That's what we kind of assume, or however long it takes for him to make a billion dollars. Well, she had the bump. The baby bump. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, so it wasn't quite nine months. Not, yeah, it wasn't quite nine but, months. Yeah, but... Uh, so, well, he, he turns $100 million to a billion quick. Yeah. Because yeah. it's on TV. And then his big redemption moment is, oh, uh, here's your money back. Yeah, just to give the money back. That that That's not redemption because that's not what she wanted. That's not, Yeah. That's not what she cares about. Yeah, and you still had all the money. Yeah. That's what she's mad about. She's mad that you took the money because all you think about is more money. You gave her back the money. You still had... $900 million left. Yeah. And when that $900 million is gone again, you'll do it again to her. I, you know, now that I talk about 
I didn't really think much about this movie when it ends, but now that it ended, I feel bad for Winnie. <laughs> she needs to she needs to move to San Francisco and you know do her green project there. Yeah. Oh, well, she, she can't afford to live there. What does she do? She needs, she's a yeah. Uh, she's got the she's she a blogger. The, the website Frozen Truth or yeah. something, some like environmental website, which is a commendable thing. Yeah, but she's not actually involved in the like clean. No, no, no. Green. No, no. she's just living off the. The trust fund teeth. Yeah. I mean... She's yeah. a fucking hypocrite, dude. She, she's got the apartment in... Uh... She's a poser environmentalist. That is what I'm starting to realize as we talk. Yeah. Maybe we don't feel so she's bad. She's not a way. truly environmentalist. Yeah. She's living with the Wall Street guy. She's got all the money. They live in some big fucking loft. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck her. She doesn't deserve a father. <laughs> she's... The fuck? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe Gordon Gecko and her is a match made in heaven. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Goddamn. You know what I really feel bad? Baby Louie. Baby He didn't ask Louie. for any of this. No. He didn't ask to be born into this <laughs> fucked up <laughs> relationship with Gordon Gecko, Shia LaBeouf, and Winnie. Um, you know what else I really disliked about this movie? And I found another thing I found very distracting. The soundtrack. Yeah. The music. Was you couldn't like I don't know if this was original music they hired this guy to write this music, it was so bad, so bad. Mm. Like you you couldn't get some licensed mu- music for this like some real like well known artist. It was the worst music I had ever heard in a movie soundtrack wise lyrically. Like this is shit. Mm. I won't go. I I did not enjoy the music. I I found it very distracting. I thought it came in very loud at certain points. I'm not even going to say it's the worst because we did do Deep Blue Sea 2. And I don't know if you remember that opening song to that movie, but that still stands as my number one. At least it had a context. Yeah. At least it added context to the movie. To the movie, yeah. This, the, the music from this movie was just like some weird indie, semi-indie rock guy music that sucked. Yeah. It just sucked. It, Oliver Stone, and I'm not, a, like, I, I I recognize Oliver Stone as one of the uh, the big directors of my lifetime, but I'm not a big Oliver Stone completist or fan or anything. He's got a style. Yeah. This, over the, uh, I just feel like he's making all the wrong choices. Yeah. He, he's taken... He, he's doing so much with this movie. Uh, it, it does kind of come off distracting. Uh, critically, people didn't hate this movie. 55% on Rotten Tomato. Not as bad as I would have thought because yeah. I I think this might be the worst movie we've reviewed, Mark. I hate this movie. <laughs> Do you, you, I, I could barely make it through this movie. So the critic... The critics' consensus that Rotten Tomatoes writes up, it's more entertaining than many sequels, but with Oliver Stone directing, a terrific cast, and a timely storyline that picks up where the original left off, Money Never Sleeps, should be better. It should be. Yeah, it should be better. Yeah. I, I agree with that I'll line. say it... So, Oliver Stone directing, I think is distracting. Uh, timely storyline, I guess... Although, I don't really follow what's happening. I know around this time... In 2010, it made sense. Yeah. Because that was right after the the housing bubble. Yeah. I I understand what's happening during that time, but as far as what's happening in the story, I don't follow it. Oh, yeah. 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 
uh, and picks up where the original left off, I disagree. Well, one is 23 years later. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, it start, the start of this movie is clever with Gordon getting out of jail. Yes. Getting in all of his, getting his money clip, no money. Right. Getting his watch. And then the limo, this limousine part yeah. is really funny. Yes. But then it cuts to, but then, so it's, but then it, and then the, and then it cuts to seven years later. Yeah. He gets out of prison and then it's seven years yeah, later. Yeah, he writes his book. Yeah. And, and it just, for me being just, I don't know, middle class American dude on the West, Pacific Northwest, just no stakes in this movie. Gordon Gecko, it's seven years later, he seems to be doing okay. And I get the whole thing is about greed. But, you know, when Shia LaBeouf comes up and he's like, hey, you're doing all right. He's like, it's a rental. I was like, I don't fucking care about these people. <laughs> they're, they're no say. It's not like the big short where it's just like, they explain it to me and I was like, oh, these people are losing their houses. I yeah. get this. I understand it. These normal, people are, normal everyday people yeah. are getting home. Winnie should be in financial ruins. Yeah. The fact that she lost $100 million and she's not. Yeah. And so I was just like, what are the stakes? That's, she should never forgive Gordon Gecko, But she does. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's but that being said, I was because of the cast and people just being well acting, kind of being big with like maybe bad material. I was I was into it. I enjoyed Frank Langella I, uh, up till his his demise, and then anytime Josh Brolin was on screen, I was like, yeah, I'm in, I, Brolin I, just owns yes owns it right. He, how Everything is, he he does, I'm just like, yeah, I like this. How guy. is he not like known as the greatest actor of our time? Like it's Daniel yeah. Day Lewis and Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin should, should be, be there. He's so good. Yeah, he should be getting more, more recognition. Um, he was nominated. What probably, probably No Country for Old Men. Was I he nominated for that? He I, must have been nominated. I know that one best picture, was. so I assume he gets nominated for that. But and then Bardem won. Yeah, you know the work he's doing. Sicario too is. He's good. Yeah. He's wearing those fucking flip-flops He's, around yeah. and shit. Uh, he, he was, uh, you know, you know I'm not an Avengers guy, but... Oh, Theros he's or whatever. Thanos should have been nominated this year. He was so fucking cool in that Thanos, role. And then yeah. he had that small role in Deadpool 2. Thanos is, by all accounts, should be silly. It is CGI. He is a purple mo- alien monster who wants to wipe out... But because of Josh Brolin, you invest in that character. Yeah, and you're kind you're of like, rooting for him. You're kind of into it. Yeah, and you, you kind of get... He adds layers to essentially a cartoon character. Yeah, and you kind of, like, you get why he's doing you it. You understand where he's coming you, from. You kind of agree with it. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's kill all these fucking <laughs> shitty Avenger movies. <laughs> oh, that part of it, yeah. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't condone uh, genocide, but if he was like, I'm going to stand my fingers and there's going to be 10 Avengers movies as opposed to 22... I might be into that. <laughs> yeah, let's wipe out half these. We didn't need three Captain Americas and three Iron Mans. And, uh, where do you stand on the title? Wall Street, colon, Money Never Sleeps. Love it. I am down with this title. You like the title? I like how it alludes to the a line, yeah. a, a famous line from the original. Yeah. I think it's a cool semicolon. Do, would you, if you were writing it, do you go Money Never Sleeps or would you go Wall Street, Greed is Good? Is that the big... I mean, I feel like that's the line. Well... Money Never Sleeps is a great Here's the thing, like... If I was writing the script... Yeah. If I... If... I would have written this as... I would have written a much darker script for this. Uh. 
and much more serious. And and that being said, I think I would have went Greed is Good. Greed is Good. I mean, it's the name just, of his memoir. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, it's just like a, a you know, a, a soulless yeah. thing to say. Oh, you go Darby. Um, he, he fucks over Winnie and doesn't give the money back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Going Money Never Sleeps, I think is a great, I really like it as a yeah. subtitle. I don't think this movie gets up to the standards of the title by any means. So originally the movie was just going to be called Money Never Sleeps, but then they added the Wall Street that part of it. Yeah, they had to add Wall Street. That Money Never Sleeps wouldn't have went anywhere. I, I agree with you. I think it would have been confusing. I kind of like when just the movie... Yeah, I think you need the Wall Street. But I kind of like the idea that the movie would have just been called... I, I think if you didn't call it Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, you got to drop Money Never Sleeps. You have to come up with another title so people know. Like, if they just came out, they called it, like, Gecko. Although, that, that's confusing because that's just, you know. But, like, you, you need to be able to quickly identify that. And I don't know if Money Never Sleeps... I don't know if that's the... Having not watched them back-to-back, I, I don't know if Money Never Sleeps would have been the line I t- took from... Because he says it over the phone, it's kind of a quick line, but it is you know, it's, it's, a cool. a good line. it's a good line. It's a good line, but it's a line kind of just said over the phone in passing. Yeah. If in two thousand ten, had I seen Wall Street, and then Wall Street Two was coming out, but it was just called Money Never Sleeps, I'm mean, like, I don't get. It. <laughs> and then someone had to explain. Oh, oh, remember when he's sleeping at his desk yeah, and he wakes, calls him? Wakes him up. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, they should call the greed is good. <laughs> that's that's the lie we take from it. <laughs> or Wall Street. I don't judge a man by the size of his wallet. Wall Street 2. Gordon Gecko Redemption. Yeah. The Gordon Gecko Redemption. Uh, hashtag. Greed is good. Greed, yeah. Yeah, I love the... I, I'm down with the title. I, the movie did not live up to the title in, at any... In, in, even closely. Mm. Um, I, I think we got an Academy Award winning title here. <laughs> Not a Academy Award winning film. No. Uh, would you like to see an, another sequel to the Gordon Gecko saga to Money Never Sleeps, or perhaps we follow Winnie uh, writing her blogs? Um, that time we see a blog movie, maybe she starts a podcast. I don't know. You know, unfortunately, I I've been watching the Kaminsky Method, uh-huh. and so like I can't take Michael Douglas serious anymore. Like, if I had not seen the Kaminsky Method TV show, then I'd, I would probably say, yes, I want to see full-on cut Douglas loose on a Gordon Gecko movie. Like, pure Gordon Gecko. Yeah. No up-and-coming Shia LaBeouf types, you yeah. know. I just want Gordon Gecko. Because that's what I wanted out of this movie. Mm-hmm. But since, unfortunately, I can't take Michael Douglas serious anymore after Kaminsky Method... Which I actually think that show's good. No, I don't. Do you? Yeah. What do you? I no. I think I think we're done with the Gordon Gecko saga. We we'll put Gordon Gecko to bed. I think time to put Gordon Gecko to bed. None of the other characters I think are worthy. I I don't even know Shia LaBeouf's name. Me either. He's so uncompelling. I don't. Usually, I like to refer to the character as their name, but I just I honestly cannot remember what his name is. Yeah. I want to say Jake, but that's just because I feel like. That's the name you'd give that character, Jake. Maybe it is Jake. Is he? Is, does he play? J- is it? I guess not, I have the cast here. And and so, let's go back to the, his line about being the best motorcycle rider on the in the world. Yeah. 
So I'm, as I'm, so I'm watching this movie, and so he makes that line, and I'm like... Oh, his name is Jake. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So Jake talks about being the best, you know, self-declared best motorcycle rider uh-huh. ever. And so as he, after he says that, I'm like, that's weird, combative, completely crazy. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to roll back around. Yeah. And then it just disappears, right? The whole motorcycle thing, the theme just disappears. Yep. And then I'm so distracted by things and I'm so bored in like not liking this movie at all. I'm thinking, oh, fuck, are they not going to come back to that motorcycle thing that I took note of? Yeah. Like 40 minutes ago. And then boom, they finally do come back to the motorcycle thing. And it is just the stupidest, most ridiculous. Why are we having fucking Fast and Furious motorcycle chase Mm. in the middle of this finance film? Yeah. Or towards the end. But what? What the fuck, dude? It, it was weird. It was so weird and bad. It, 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 yeah. And then there's a tree down, and then we got to do a stunt. There's a stunt involved. Yeah. A motorcycle stunt. In- I mean, they were trying to get the Fast and Furious crowd. I, I guess. I guess. So. Shia LaBeouf. So in, I believe he says he's 25. Shia LaBeouf's character, Jake. He's so... He seems to be a hotshot whiz kid with with money with, with the figures. He, yeah. uh, he he knows the next hot investment. He lives in New York City. When does he have time to become the world's best motorcycle rider? Yeah, to do that type of riding. Exactly. You got to go out to the country. Yeah, you're not doing. He, that. He's doing that every night. You're not doing that in New York. You you go and stop and go. Yeah. Like what? So yeah. it happens. Maybe we do need a sequel. It's just his backstory. It's about teenage Jake who grew up in, uh, you know, where there's a big motorcycle. You know, he, he grew up in uh, Long Beach riding motorcycles. And then he moved to Manhattan became an investment banker. Yeah. Oh, also, why is Susan Sarandon's character even in this movie? Why is she in the movie? She has no <laughs> reason being in the movie. And again, no stakes. It... it I just don't feel for these characters when he's just like, look, I gave you $40,000 I barely have. I was like, that's a lot of money to loan out. I just, <laughs> you guys are throwing around wacky figures. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think any of you are in peril. <laughs> yeah, I, and then she gets a job as a nurse at the end. I don't it's, know. Does she? I don't know. It, yeah. The end credits are so confusing to me. I don't know. <laughs> Weird. Um, what about a remake of Wall Street? Or Wall Street never, Money Never Sleeps? Do we need more... Of these type of movies? I do enjoy the financial films. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we do need more financial movies. They all movies. are kind of good. So, I'll say I enjoyed Wall Street. I liked Wall Street. Wall Street, Money Never Sleep, it's not good, but I was entertained by it. Uh, but then you got, you got Boiler Room. You got Wolf of Wall Street. What else we got? I, you know, I can't name any. I think they're all good, head, though. But I, I enjoy them. I think... Usually. Yeah, because I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. That that scene of, like, just the chaos and the people on the phone and just slam. Or, like, uh, you know, see that at the end of uh, Trading Places, the Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd movie, where they're all there and they're just doing their ticket things and yelling. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. I've always been intrigued by that, that world. I I am, too, and that's the thing. I don't know anything about high finance. Yeah. And yeah, when you see the scenes of the actual stock market and guys are like, hey, I can give you this for this. I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't get it, but I keep going. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, do we need it? 
I'm gonna even. I did not like this movie at all, Mark. <laughs> I, I'm always like, I always yeah. go like, yeah, this was the worst movie we've got. I think this was been yeah. the worst movie we have reviewed, in my opinion. I just could not. I could barely make it to this yeah. movie. We've done some bad movies. Yeah. I. I'm gonna say we did need it because we needed. I I, I wanted to see more Gordon Gecko. Yeah. And, and I, I did want to see more of him. So, yeah. There's also, we needed it to know we didn't need it. We needed well it. said. We needed it to know we didn't need more Gordon Gecko. Well said. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say we didn't need it. I think Wall Street, Wall Street is a very entertaining, it's a very good movie. 1987, it still holds up. It does. I'm uh, into that movie. The text's a little different. The computers look a little yeah. different. There's more pen on paper. The phones are different. Yeah. It, it but. feels, but like, as a film... Like, you could pop it in and watch it. And you yeah. feel like you're watching the movie. It's about the set in the 80s, but it doesn't feel dated, like, the, the the style of movie. Oh, I got another note. I forgot about um, this Money Never Sleeps. Yeah. I can't, off the top of my, and maybe it's just because I was noticing it, but I can't think of another movie where I have noticed so many product placements in a film oh. before. There are product placements everywhere. There's Coke. There's Lay's potato chips. Uh-huh. There's Ducati motorcycles. There's Five Hour Energy. Uh, there, there's Subway. They're everywhere. And then I'm like, is this like a little like Oliver Stone yeah. like statement on capitalism and greed in Hollywood? You know what's funny is, is I did not notice this the, the the product placement except for the Lay's potato chips because I made a mental note because uh, he, he grabs the newspaper and it has Obama on the cover. And then he grabs a bag of Lay's potato chips. And I just, to no one, I just go, oh, it's great that they went to the painstaking, uh, you know, detail to make sure everything looked exactly the same as 2010. The newspaper and the bag of potato chips. Because in my head, I was just like, wait, I was like, oh, Lay's potato chips always look like Lay's potato yeah, chips. The, the I just had that thought. The bag in my head. Changed since like 1954. Yeah, I was, like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I bet they, they uh, made sure to get the exact bag yeah. in 2010, even though it was just that yellow bag, but. I didn't notice anything else. Uh, yeah, there are make, a lot of yeah. like. It makes pure, sense that the newspaper that the or the motorcycles were Ducatis. Yeah, um, a lot of pure product placement that I yeah. have not. You know, he's at the bar, and I always think it's, and I appreciated it. And they do this in Wall Street too, uh, or the the first Wall Street. I appreciated that he offered Jake a Heineken and not a beer. But again, another product placement. Yep. Yep. Because uh, the same thing happened in Wall Street when uh, Bud goes and meets his dad and his airline buddies. He orders a brand of beer, which I was yes. like, yes. It kind of, it it doesn't bother me, but it kind of, it's something that stands out is when you go to, in movies, and you go to a bar and they go, hey, give me a beer. And it's like, well, they have like 16 beers just on tap and then yeah, you whatever's in the case. Yeah, it's not cheers. You don't go and get, because they got one beer on tap. Yeah. You, yeah. You, so yeah, you, I, I appreciate it. What kind? Uh, give me a beer. What do you want? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I want a beer. Well, there's 85 tabs. Yeah, Martin Sheen when he gets Charlie a beer, uh, Bud a beer, he, he orders a specific. Beer. I can't remember what kind of beer, but then yeah, he orders like a, a Genesee or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then uh, when uh, Gordon and Shia, I don't know if it's when they meet or when they pretend they're meeting for the first time, and he's like, and he says, "Would you like, would you like a Heineken?" Offers them, offers them a Heineken. So, yeah. but the product placement. So, yeah, there are a lot of pl- product placements. Maybe Oliver Stone, yeah, making and, a. And so uh, there were so many that, I mean, it, one, it shows like how like I just wasn't into the movie. Yeah. If I'm noticing that kind of thing, and, and two, I'm like I start thinking like, is Oliver Stone is this like a statement on on like 
Hollywood greed yeah. in, in this in his high finance capitalism movie because if so that's badass or he's making that money yeah I think it's just getting paid really. I mean when you see a five hour energy product placement you know it's like come on yeah. it was 2010 yeah <laughs> the fact that those are still on shelves blows my mind um, so yeah, I'm gonna say we didn't need it. You're, you're fine watching Wall Street. Although if you do want more more Gordon Gecko, Mike says watch it. Yeah. <laughs> or he says you needed it. <laughs> if, you, if you need more Gordon Gecko in your life, uh, it's terrible. I think you can watch up to him giving the 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 speech at the college, and then just turn it off. I feel like that's the last of the the Gordon Gecko you like from Wall Street. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh. Yeah, if you have thoughts on Wall Street, if you want to explain uh, the crimes that were committed in the movie, uh, you can send them my way, dvdgpodcast.gmail.com, or send us a tweet, uh, explain insider trading to us, or if you got a hot stock tip, we'll take it. Yeah, we got we got, you know, we, we got a little capital in this. We you know, we're looking to we're looking to double it. Uh, that'll do it for this week. We'll be back next week with another movie. Uh, until then, it's been don't be that guy. Guy to seek one remix. Keep your money in your pocket.